You're listening to BA1 Radio. Okay, my name is Laura Ann. Oh my God, and Sarah's is Sarah Ann. And we're both with ease. How cool. What does the name Sarah mean? Tree. Talking royal family. <laughs> princess. Oh God. Thank you very much. Princess Do you know what though? She is, she is totally a princess. Do you know what Laura means? Oh, I had to bite my tongue and not swear then. <laughs> Hello, it's the Sarah and Laura show, the We Get It Girls from the cancer community. We get it based here in Bath. Clearly, it's lockdown and we are coming to you whilst we're live in each other's laptops. We are Zooming for a call, podcast number three. How are you, Laura? Oh, I'm ecstatic to be in my lounge, speaking to my screen for about the 20th time saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And so trying to adjust the screen. Welcome. happens as well, the Zoom talkover thing. So, I'm Sarah. I'm Laura. And together we run a cancer community here in Bath called We Get It. What's We Get It, Laura? We Get It is a cancer charity, actually, um, which has been kind of in lockdown. We made it. We made it into a charity, which is absolutely amazing. It's taken us two years to get here. So we're absolutely just overwhelmed and chuffed to bits. We're a cancer charity now for any age, any gender, any cancer. And whether you're in remission, you've just been diagnosed or you're living with cancer, we're here. We understand. We get it. So... Our podcast mission, if you like, is to chat to you about our cancer journeys and the cancer journeys within our We Get It community. I had cancer in 2016. I had a rare cancer called a sarcoma, which meant radiotherapy and very complicated surgery. Laura was ill at the same time. So I was diagnosed the same time as Sarah, um, April 2016 with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. Um, and then we both went into remission um, and, and I had treatment actually at a similar time, but we met just after all of that, didn't we, Sarah? Just when we both went into remission, that's when our kind of paths crossed. And so those conversations around um, our cancer experiences, whilst we've had very different cancer experiences, um, I think emotionally there's a lot of synergy with what happened to us and how we've processed um, finding help and therefore you know we get it was born out of that commonality mm. no definitely and i think something that sarah and i will always say is that actually it's not just about the cancer it's about the whole person but actually something we also discuss is exercise and how much that was so vital to like living well because you know you, you sometimes you have to live with cancer and live without cancer but actually it's about living and making the most out of life as well Yes, and exercise comes up a little bit later for me. That's um, an important thing to talk about. So we bring you the good, the bad and the ugly of cancer, if you can put it like that. We'll start with the good. Then we'll go on to the bad. (laughs) Then we'll do the ugly. And when we say ugly, funny, you know, the quirky... Um, things that happen to people when they have cancer and if you're listening and you've had cancer you'll know exactly what we're talking about and we hope to uh, raise a smile maybe a giggle um, with some of our stories shall we 
Sorry, Laura, go on. I was just going to say, guys, as well, you know, we're big fans of kind of sharing stories because we believe one Sherry stored is one Sherry stored. Uh, one, one story shared even um that helps one person drink loads <laughs> we we've helped loads so if you'd like to share your story please get in touch and we get it and we'd love to hear from you or actually if you want to read other people's cancer stories if that is of interest to you then head to our website which is www.wegetit.org.uk I can never remember that. And um, that's the whole point that hopefully uh, by the time we've collected a few more stories, if you arrive on our website and you've just been diagnosed perhaps and you are reaching out and want to know who else understands what you're going through, you may well find a cancer story which resonates for you. That's why we feel it's important to try and record as many stories as we go. Yeah, and we just, do, you know, our main mission is that we do not want people to be alone during or after cancer treatment. That is a massive mission for us. So, yeah. Right, so we're today going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, dealing with cancer during a pandemic. I mean, how niche is that? How niche? Weird though, isn't it? Um, really weird. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to listen to some music first. Can't wait for that music. What's it going to be? We don't know. We don't know that song, but there's a song coming. BA1 Radio, made by Bath for Bath. This is BA1 Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us here on BA1 Radio. You are listening to the Laura and Sarah Show. The Laura and Sarah Show. The Laura and Sarah Show. (laughs) How annoying is that? I bet Luke is going crazy right now about the audio. Probably with the We Get It Cancer Girls here to lighten the load by sharing our stories. So hopefully you feel less alone in your cancer journey. And it might be that you're just interested in listening to other people's um, news. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why why thank you, Miss Baker. Um, (laughs) But you know what the interesting thing is, is that Everyone has, well, everyone has different cancers, but we all connect somewhere along that line, don't we? With someone or something related to cancer. You know, I think that, I think that that's the cool thing. Not the cool thing, but that's what we see yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's what makes us different from other charities. Um, in that we don't offer any advice, really. We just offer ears and a oh, cup of coffee, glass of wine, yeah. a, a place to kind of... how it is for you without any judgment or you know um or actually maybe you don't want to talk about cancer gosh yeah and we don't you know i think that's a really good point i should say we we don't you don't have to come to us and and tell us about your cancer you can come and just sit and have a coffee do you know what i mean but you're completely right you know just come and be you and just say what you want to say because sometimes you don't want to say something to your friends or family because you don't want to upset them but with us we've heard it all you can share everything, anything and everything, and we'll listen, and we'll probably laugh, and we'll probably agree, and have our own story. True, right. <laughs> Laura. True story. The good. Hmm. You, to set the scene, you've had to shield now for three months plus. God, that's weird when you put it like that, sir. So your yeah. immunity is compromised massively because of your cancer treatment. Mm. I am not um, affected 
in any way as a result of um or my immunity is not affected in any way as a result of my cancer treatment so actually we're having very different experiences of the pandemic yeah um so our good and our bad and our ugly are going to be very extreme I, I should think yeah no definitely um should we actually say should we flip it and go what's been your good because i'd be intrigued to find out what your good is having not shielded okay so i i would like to just tag on to that and i don't need any medals but part of what we've done and we get it during the pandemic is we have um put together some really wonderful um bags with some goodies in which we've hand delivered to some of our shielded community and we've reached out and said are you okay we are here it's just a gift but let it be known that um, we're still here for you. So we've done that and also created some um, space on Facebook in a closed group. There's a WhatsApp group that Laura runs. So whilst I'm probably living as an ordinary person in that respect, uh, in, in terms of my health, actually, I'm still very much within the community. So I have got eyes on how other people are are living and reacting to what's happening. So I think for me, the good, well, I've kind of liked slowing down and nesting with my family a little bit. Mm. Um, so I've got teenage daughters. Homeschool is an abominable hell on earth. Um, but I kind of liked us all regrouping and after that initial everybody like what we're doing here and what's happening I've, I've liked nesting and that slow pace with them and having to find ways to get along I've enjoyed that do you think that when you come out of lockdown you'll continue that kind of slower pace or what you've enjoyed in lockdown the good bits do you think you'll continue that after lockdown yeah I think some of it I mean not with the girls because they're teenagers they'll be like you know, like greyhounds out of traps, won't they? You know, you know, my eldest has lost her GCSEs and that means she's lost her prom and they had a whole summer of going to festivals. You know, they had this big dream and it's all gone and she's dealing with that. Um, you know, they just want to be with their mates. Mm. So while some of that is happening already, um, as soon as they can go, we won't, we won't see them. But I think also um, what I think... I, I think it must be reassured. So I'm trying to second guess you now, actually, a little bit. But in a way, um, I think reassurance that a lockdown has given people who are vulnerable and everybody's been treated the same. So we've all had to stay home. And I think that must be quite reassuring in a way. Mm. You're going to have to tell me. because You know, when you went through radiotherapy for your cancer, yeah. did you have to shield after that i had yeah I, so i oh my goodness i went on holiday and i i couldn't sunbathe and i had to have a leg shield on and i couldn't get in the pool and i did this thing where someone would put me in a rubber ring and i would bob around in the pool with my leg hanging out and then if i needed a wee he'd have to come and get me and i'd be waving and he'd be like playing you know volleyball right over the other side and i'm like stranded so, so in a way i've I've done a little bit of that. So 
so you had to really you because really after your because you had quite invasive surgery with your leg you had mm. to be quite protective didn't you of your yourself and your injury and your leg and your body and you you almost your immunity was compromised in that sense Sarah because if you did pick up an infection then you would have it almost would have pushed you back wouldn't it so you were kind oh, yeah. of looking after yourself yeah so if I if I can project that into a pandemic yeah, I probably would have been really, really nervous, mm. you know, because cancer plays with the head anyway, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, and then you'd load, you know, another massive thing. Something also, we don't have the terminology and the experience to deal with. Yeah. You know, so it's like, how, how do we talk about this? How do we, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. You tell me, what's... I well, think I know what you're going to say because your situation is fairly unique. But in a way, this pandemic's kind of like done you some massive favours, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I'm not sure whether, again, everyone deals with this in so many different ways. So obviously for me, I'm a blood cancer, so it compromised my whole immunity. Um, but I'm in remission from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but I, 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 I now have no spleen and spleen obviously helps you fight infections. So... I'm going to make this really brief. So I have every, every vaccination under the sun, but the doctor said to me, it's the vaccinations we don't have or the, the, that basically is going to kill you or you're, you know, you're going to need to get vaccinated for. So when coronavirus hits, every one of my friends was texting me going, are you okay? And I'm going, well, <laughs> well, I'm a bit concerned because they knew that obviously this was the big kind of, um, pandemic that these are the kind of infections that could really affect me and my body so when the coronavirus hit i did feel everyone else was a bit more concerned about it than me um and i actually kind of went straight into mission mode and it kind of took me back being in chemo actually because i was really kind of strict and regimented and kind of researched everything and i kind of went back into okay so i've just got to stay inside i've got to just you know, I've got to exercise, got to keep my mental ability and so forth. So I kind of went back into my chemo days of, of when I was kind of doing that shielding process after chemotherapy for six months. You know, I didn't go out to restaurants in case of food poisoning. I didn't go to theatres or cinemas. I didn't go anywhere with this crowd of places because that's what they tell you. When you finish cancer, like chemo, um, they say you have to make sure you don't go to crowded places. So I kind of went into that. Um, so for me, actually, it's been different this time because I've enjoyed shielding which doesn't sounds a bit bizarre because obviously I have a family I've enjoyed being with my family um and building that relationship with my family um and I've enjoyed exercising <laughs> because when you work you don't get any time to exercise I'm a PE teacher but I never get time to do exercise in my own free time you know it's like when you teach art you don't want to do art in your free time so my mates obviously were feeling quite bad for me because I was shielding, not going out. We were getting deliveries. We weren't literally leaving the house door because of the pandemic. Um, so they were like, hey, why don't we do 100K in May? So I was like, oh my God, I haven't really done like runs since I was about 12, you know, or the bleak test when you went to uni, you know, every month. So I was like, okay. So they were like, why don't we do it for a charity? So I was like, well, we could do it before we get it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do 100K in May before we get it so we luckily my partner bought a runner machine that was in our conservatory at the start of lockdown and for the whole month of may i jogged every other day 
until I got to 100k and I jumped in my paddling pool which I also got off Amazon which is 30 pound and it was a real bargain that was also probably a highlight that's a good definitely a good and celebrated but for me it was being with family enjoying that quality time but also enjoying my my health because I realized last time I was in lockdown after chemo I wasn't enjoying my health but this time I really valued actually my mental and my physical health this obviously I'm going to talk about the bad and the ugly but for me it was family and doing something for good we raised over 2,294 pound for the we got you bags that Sarah mentioned so I felt like I've done something good in lockdown before we get yeah. it before well, maybe I had the community so that would be my good because I didn't want to just hang around I feel like I've done something purposeful for our for our community which I'm extremely proud of I know Sarah was also part of it she walked so I, I'm proud of the 100k in May and I'm proud of our team go team yes I did it slightly differently because whilst I can run it's way too much load on my um leg which has had surgery <clears throat> to run 100k so I actually walked 100 miles which made me feel really active and it's one of the things that's played with my head most from cancer fallout is you know I you know Laura's a PE teacher I used to teach swimming played rugby did gymnastics athletics I was kind of Fort Billy you know um Jack of all, not master of none. I love sport. I was raised on sport. My dad's a sportsman. Having that taken away from me um, has been very, very difficult to deal with, and I'm still dealing with it. So, you know, I've busted out 100 miles. I've walked 100 miles. I talk about That's this impressive. later. I mean, sorry. That's so impressive, though, mate. I actually did 115 because on the last day I did a half marathon. But I have you continued it though since May? Have you done as much? No, no, I haven't. Uh, Interestingly, I just I'm a bit all or nothing though. A bit like I'm doing this completely mentally, or I'm not doing it at all. Going back to just my final note on what has been good about being part of the We Get It community during lockdown is that because I didn't have to shield I moved from kind of patient to helper mm, yeah and that's yeah. and that is actually a progressive mind shift mm. which is a really positive um that's not to take anything away from anybody who hasn't been able to help anyone other than just look after themselves I get that yeah. you know but um uh, I've enjoyed being in that's that cool. world. I actually, I, that's actually quite cool for me, Sarah, to hear you kind of say that, because actually that's quite, a, that's quite a big mind shift, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because Sarah, I want to just say thank you to Sarah, because Sarah was the one that led on the We Got You Bag project, and she delivered 15 bags to our community that were shielding, and, you know, went out and, and collected all the items, with local bath businesses, and it's actually, it's a really special project for us, because we want to make sure it goes bigger than just 15 people, we want to kind of really grow that project so no thanks mate like I really appreciate you going above and beyond really when other people couldn't so thank you it was a totally lovely thing to do and it wasn't about what was in the bag it was it was the act of kindness it was the um holding out the virtual hand because obviously not like to touch anyone but it it was a uh, just it was the connection that we made with people and as you know because we've asked everybody for their feedback how much it meant to people 
you know, we we were a newly formed group. We were just building an infrastructure and building a consistent way in which um, people could um, connect with other people. And yeah, it kind of got broken up. But we scrapped. We were. We were. I guess. But if you're little, and we're still a little charity, it leaves you nimble. Yeah. So we were able to change up very quickly what we had to do. I'm super proud, actually, because we literally went into lockdown. Get the, the, we get it, went into lockdown a week early. And then we did a We Get It Stay Connected plan, which Sarah's already mentioned, but we went virtual Zoom get-together on Friday, Zoom pub night, WhatsApp group, private Facebook group, newsletter, and then we got your bags. Like we were all over it. And all our workshops and stuff, we've put together some brilliant stuff with yeah. some brilliant people across the city, some art, some cocktail making, some yoga, you know, some some nice stuff that is only for our members. And that's no called cool. We Got You Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just really like it. <laughs> okay, right. So I think Song? After this break, we move on to the bad. Oof. We, could be, we could be here sometime. Ooh, the bad, the bad. Okay, see you soon. Broadcasting online at ba1radio.org. This is BA1 Radio. Okay, we're back. It's Sarah. And I'm Laura. And we are the We Get It Cancer Girls talking to you today about our experiences of being in a cancer community during uh lockdown so we hope you're well yeah we do and actually we're we're also intrigued to find out what your experiences have been like in lockdown these are two very different experiences from sarah and i but we hope you can relate to it or maybe you've got a different experience as well so yeah share it with us yeah sure okay so we've talked about the good um the bad do you want to go or shall I? Oh, should we rock, paper, scissors? Rock, okay. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. With it. One, two, three, show. Yeah. One, two, three, show. With it. One. No, no, no. You went too early with it. And again, ready? One, two, three, show. One, two, three, show. Yes. Okay. You go first. Oh God. Right. Okay. You see how she tried to teach me then. I've <laughs> no, got to do it at the same time. <laughs> right. Bad. Um, I'm going to be really honest. Actually, I've had some pretty dark um, days where I've felt I'm not generally. I don't suffer with massive anxiety because I, I work really hard mentally to try and either exercise. So if I'm feeling really dark or heavy or cloudy or, or muzzy, or like my t-shirt, you know, if I'm feeling like this, this is our new We Get It t-shirts, by the way. Oh, she's got queen. So, <laughs> but if I'm feeling like that, <laughs> um, I will generally just go out for a run or a walk or I'll just get headspace. Like I'll literally put my headphones on and go to my partner. I need to go for a walk and I'll just go for a walk or go for a run. And I use exercise as a tool. But it's been really hard in, in lockdown um, to kind of have that space into the field or into the fresh air or into the forest or in, onto the beach. It's been hard to escape. So I find that really frustrating. And I, I've had days where my anxiety has probably just crept up like this to the point where it's really consumed me and I've cried. Um, I've got angry. Um, I've been frustrated. I've taken it out on my family. 
um, I haven't been able to articulate or vocalize why. Um, so, but it come, kind of came in peaks and troughs. Um, and then you kind of just get used. To, I felt like I just kind of got used to lockdown. I was like, okay, this happens. And then I kind of just plateaued out and I feel like I'm about, I'm, I'm kind of, plat- but there's still days where I go up and down. Um, I think I got a little bit paranoid sometimes about the shopping you know people dropping stuff off we've got to wear gloves um cleaning cleaning stuff you know I think you kind of overthink stuff so I think the bad probably highlighted things I don't like like anxiety and maybe depression maybe overthinking things so I think but it's just trying to use those tools, you know, throughout your cancer journey, it's going back to that. What was really useful, like my artwork, actually, believe it or not, I like to draw. So during chemo, I used to draw, I get my drawing out, I meditate, I use the soul spa. She was brilliant. Listened to her a lot of voices, got on the treadmill, did some yoga, got on my bike, you know, even though it was indoors, I just tried to go back to those, those tools that I had to help me overcome because I just felt a bit trapped. I don't know if anyone else felt, I just feel trapped. So, it's like, so yeah, I think it was just the, the lack of freedom actually, sir, for me and um, escapism. I felt very like suffocated. So yeah. Did you, did you suffer with anxiety before you had cancer? No, mate, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people suffer with anxiety, but I'm not someone that, suffers with anxiety i i have i have um low days generally you know the time of the month but i have low days that that fluctuates my mood but no but it did i would say a level anxiety i wasn't comfortable with no so yeah what about you mate how did you what was your kind of bad well i've mentioned homeschooling um any parents who've um yeah just horrendous I think and also dealing with uh, children's questions I mean obviously you know um you're not at that stage yet but dealing with children's questions you don't have any answer for because this is the new realm you know what what um but so I don't get my JCSE so what happens Mm. you know um that was very very stressful um uh but i think i think the difference for me is i could go outside and i could walk and yeah. actually a hundred miles in one month um wasn't just about raising money or awareness for a charity it was very much about trying to put some structure into my day trying to get me out of the house i already worked from home so that kind of didn't change although i've lost some of my work but i had everyone else in my office space um so we all had to kind of rejig what we were doing but all the walking um was definitely a very very good place for my head to be feel active i've talked about how losing some of my physical ability has played with my mental health it's it's and that's an ongoing um thing i i still need to kind of work through and so yeah um 
uh, I said like the best thing was nesting with my family. Some of the worst days were nesting with my family. You know, uh, it has been very difficult. You know, I, I'm self-employed, my partner's self-employed. So financially it's been, it's been stressful. Mm. But nothing unusual, nothing really massively related to cancer. And I think perhaps the kind of we get it focus in May for both of us. Um, gave us a huge boost mm. a huge boost and I, I wonder if we could both answer this actually because I know a lot of our cancer community were going through treatments now and going through, during the pandemic during the lockdown they were not only dealing with coronavirus they're dealing with cancer so it's like a double you know can we put ourselves back to when you're going through radiotherapy and I'm going through chemotherapy what would it have been like to have a pandemic almost on top of those treatments like how would have you managed the pandemic and having radiotherapy at the same time like how would that have a, how would you have managed that I don't know I don't know I'm really lucky <laughs> I'm a bit of an idiot, but I can be very lucky with where my mental health is at. I mean, for sure, there is nothing like a cancer diagnosis that will um, challenge you on your mental stability. And mine's definitely been challenged. I've definitely most of the time come up positive as opposed to negative. Um, I sit here today and I, I don't know whether I'd say, oh, it'll all be okay. I don't think I would panic. I don't think I would flap, but I just don't know. I just don't know. And I don't know if one of the, one of the problems with the cancer I had is, as you know, Laura, it took me three whole years to meet someone else who'd had my cancer. Mm. So I can't, so actually maybe I'm talking rubbish that you've got a really rare cancer and you bolt on a pandemic and those are two completely like I have no answers for any of the things that are happening right now um like I wasn't able to answer my daughter's question like there are no answers here so I, I, I really don't know yeah I think my my concern would be going into hospital and having chemo when there's a coronavirus victims when you know you, there's coronavirus in the hospital but you've got to go and continue your chemo and I think it's trying like you said really trying to manage that kind of like mental kind of preparation and I know that the obviously the hospital staff and, and the medical staff have been absolutely amazing in chemo wards during the pandemic to make sure they're all PPE'd up they've masked there's gloves there's, they're making sure it's a really safe environment for the cancer community and the cancer patients going through treatment so I think it's just yeah, I think that would have been a, a maybe a concern for me is because you would because my sister, my sister, my partner came in to every chemo with me. And I think a lot of cancer patients are going into chemo wards on their own. They're not allowed to have anyone, you know, holding the hand or chatting to them or getting them coffee or going to Marks and Spencer's, whatever they, you know. So I think it's that kind of like loneliness of doing that on your own. You know, I think I probably would have And that, and that found... would be a concern as well as to whether they would halt the treatment at any point as well. We yeah. do know somebody um in our community who their treatment has been kind of pulled around as a result of um it not being prioritized i'm not saying that's right or wrong we just don't know um, you know people are working really really hard but yeah whether you know what's going to happen will yeah. i still have my surgery will i still be able to complete my radiotherapy um yeah 
So I think, you know, we're, we're both massive ambassadors for, uh, you know, the cancer community and what they're going through. And I think for us, we just want to, you know, support and send lots of love to those people that have gone through, you know, their cancer treatment and continue to go through their cancer treatment during this time. You know, we, we just sending lots of love to you because it, it was tricky doing it without a pandemic during a pandemic. It must be that slight, you know, that must be harder again. Yeah. And also I really worry about the lack of um, referrals on yeah. cancer. We know people haven't gone to their GPs. We know people aren't going to hospital. Massive. So that is, that is a bump in the road that is yet to be covered in, in the cancer world in that there are people who have maybe wondered oh, i should probably go to a gp or probably now it's not the time it's probably nothing um goodness i could tell you like, every single sarcoma i read about is being misdiagnosed about three or four times let alone taking ages to get themselves to a clinician so that's that's a really big worry for all agencies involved in cancer coming up isn't it yeah massively i think you know, they talked about actually it's going to be you know a, a, a cancer not pandemic but that the cancer rates are going to increase and it's, it's just you know if you've got a sign if you've got a symptom if something doesn't feel right go to your gp you know you need to go and get it checked out you know we can't emphasize that enough we are both misdiagnosed and that was not in a pandemic you know if you have a sign symptom you think oh, i'm tired i've lost weight go to your gp it's so important yeah, you don't necessarily need to have lost weight to have cancer. No, I'm talking um, more. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's yeah. obviously part of my messaging in that um, not all cancers lose weight, and you know, you know your body, you know your body, you know if it's right or wrong yeah. for you, and if it's not right for you, get a second opinion, yeah. you know, get a third opinion, yeah. keep persisting. Oh, I had yeah. every plan. I mean, I literally had a full head to toe sort of you know, body check and it took 10, 11 months for me to get a diagnosis. So yeah, keep with it. Well, lots, lots, <laughs> we've talked quite a lot there really because, but I think know that we get it this year to support you and to provide lots of opportunities to share. So know that we're here and we care. Okay, right, absolutely. So we're gonna take a break and when we're back, We've caught the ugly, the funnies, you know, you know, do after this. <laughs> BA1, Bath's very own local radio station. I love this city. This is BA1 Radio. Okay, hello. I'm Laura. She's, she's, it does the, you can't, she's Sarah and I'm Laura. Where the we? Get it, Cancer Girls. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our third podcast, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, where we talk about our cancer journeys and the great things, the not so great things, and the funny things that have happened to us, hoping that it might lighten your load just a little bit in your cancer journey too. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. <laughs> I didn't mean you, I meant <laughs> listeners. Well, I'm, just, I'm just thanking you. Thank you. Okay, so we've 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 done the good, we've done the bad. Uh, we were going to talk about the ugly, which isn't really ugly. We're talking funny. Funny, 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 amusing, anecdotal things that have happened to us. 
uh, during pandemic. I'm not sure if mine are massively not cancer related at all, really. They're kind of cancer related. Sorry, do we need to make it cancer related? I think it's okay if it's not cancer related, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So talk okay. us through then, say, what was your funny moments of lockdown, of the pandemic? Well, haircuts have been quite uh, up there. I mean, clearly I've not had one. This is my fringe. If you're listening to this in audio, my fringe is by my mouth. Um, my partner... Now it looks like Joe Wicks. Um, <laughs> his hair's long and curly. But we did do a brilliant Zoom quiz where we decided to be uh, very exotic and Carabaskin. Can I say her name without swearing? And uh, he went for the full um, moustache shave, um, <laughs> which mercifully his facial hair grows really quickly because I keep staring at him going wow I've not met your chin before have I so we've been together five years and uh, I've never seen his chin I want to see That's it again but he's he's really handsome with a beard uh, so he had this like long hair sidey growing out thing and then uh, bolted on um is it like that sir is the Joe King like, yeah. is that one yeah it's really not not very good so anyway it's been most amusing um watching his hair grow but also getting dressed up in the zooms i've loved all of that i mean simon's not so much but then he he works in he looks like he's enjoying it to be honest well Sarah, he does but he goes out to work and comes back every day so he he has interaction i'm just home here going i want to leave the postcode please can i take me in your truck to the petrol station because that would be an exciting place to be you know i'm just desperate to like get out so for me getting dressed up on saturday night and doing our zoom quizzes we did the last one on saturday um it's been brilliant i've flipping loved it I didn't laugh. And you looked, you guys hair. looked amazing. I'd give, I'd give Sarah and Simon a, like a 10 out of 10 because effort-wise, like, they looked pretty good. Yeah, we were best dressed yeah. every week. That's largely because no one else bothered, but we didn't oh. care. We were still best dressed. <laughs> How much money did you spend on dressing up outfits? So that's the question. Well, like you, I have Amazon Prime, Laura. Uh, uh, so, uh, just the odd wig. And the rest of it was a bit cobbled together, really. Does that mean you've got 15 wigs then? Yeah. Did you see our punk ones, our Mohicans? <laughs> Just brilliant. The thing uh, is, like you said earlier, you're all or nothing. You either go for it or you don't. And actually, yeah, it paid It paid off, definitely. It's really good. It was really good fun sort of seeing people consistently in that way. I don't know. It just nourished the friendships as well. I think. Yeah. Did you ever get that kind of that moment at the beginning of lockdown where people were like Zoom happy? You know, like we were doing probably an average of three quizzes a week to the point where I was actually getting fed up of quizzes. Like I was like, I actually I've got no energy for another quiz. And then and then people would actually, be like, no, we should all your have turn. mastermind now because we are like loaded with knowledge. Did did you ever get a challenge? Maybe. No. Oh God! Oh mate! I know. I literally they were like, and if you win this quiz, you get to do the next one. I was like, I don't want to win. I don't want to win. <laughs> like I was it's like, house, it's house party. You have to avoid, don't you? Because if you're in house party, you haven't locked. Yeah. 
people can just like turn up on your phone you're like I won't swear but like away yeah. I'm in the bath are you no. still in house party? I got a bit fed up with that because it kept telling you when it's on my phone. I've used it once. Oh. Right at the beginning. Nah. I'm Can I just tell you a really good Zoom quiz that my partner and I did? Because we got the treadmill, it was our turn because we won to do the quiz, right? So we were like, well, think outside the box. So we were like, let's do the generation game. Because you know, when you're in lockdown and you can't leave your house, it's like, let's spend a lot of time on one thing. So we've got about 30 items put the treadmill on and then just fit, like film the things going by and put the generation game. Oh, do you know what? We had the best time doing that. We spent about three hours trying to film it, but it was brilliant. Like that was probably the highlight of my zoom quizzes was the generation game. Yeah. We did a really good Mr. And Mrs. That was really good. You had to hold up blue, pink, you know, oh, all of, uh, cool. you know who's spent the most money, that sort of thing without looking at your partner's answer. And uh, also loved like a uh, treasure hunt. That that is genius. That was yeah, it's that was really good. Yeah, that was really good actually. Anyway, yeah. tell us tell us about your ugly, hilarious. Oh my god, I got obsessed with Amazon Prime. Yeah. To the point where I was probably having a delivery every day because I because you can't I realised I like going out and I like buying you know coffee or cake or oh well I fancy that I go and buy a pen. Well, why do I say a pen? You know, you go in and buy it. Crazy, crazy girl. Or what, whatever it might be, you know, like whatever. The red one. <laughs> um, I get free pens in school anyway. Anyway, so I forgot. I've lost why the are you buying pens then if you get free pens? <laughs> anyway, so to the point where I felt like it was Christmas because the doorbell would go like, oh my God, it's Amazon. And then I'd be getting so excited to the point where my cardboard box pile at the front was just like a massive like mountain in Wales. Um, but my favourite purchase, which I've already mentioned, but I'm going to mention again, was a £30 paddling pool for my daughter, but actually it's got four seats in it and it's got a drink holder. So all four adults can be in there party with a baby and and you and you only need right you've got little seats in the corners you only need this much water so you don't even get your bum wet you can just you know the trick where you put a black fin liner in to heat it up no it's really hot apparently if you leave a black fin liner in pour water it heats it up ah sarah okay i will check this out tomorrow then because we've got yeah but the pool is massive like it takes up my gardens aren't big but it takes up the majority of the garden like it is like honestly it's a dream so that's I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you to who had the most Amazon deliveries. Oh, I'd have to go one a day. Well, this slowed down a bit now because I was, was just getting ridiculous. That's nothing. Oh, Sarah. I think I was in a competition with a woman over the way because I said to Simon, she gets she gets more Amazon deliveries than me. I'm not having that. <laughs> like literally, there's a postman like ramming on her. For some reason, her knockers were like really loud, <laughs> and we can hear it from over here, even though it's sort of a good. I don't know, maybe 50 <laughs> yards away. Uh, yeah, she has more than me. But, uh, and also, what's been really embarrassing is um, our recycling guys come really early. We must be first. We're literally 7 a.m. Um, and so I go do that, ooh, ooh, run downstairs, put everything out, and then come back upstairs with a cup of tea. By the time I've done that, I get into my bed and I can hear them outside my house. <laughs> and then I can hear all the bottles going in, like, 
oh my god, they're still going. Oh god, they're still going. They're still going. Oh god. To be honest, your range of wines have been very like top end, really, haven't they? To be fair. Well, our local wine shop is doing a really good mixed case deal. And it's a posh one. It's a posh yeah. shop. They've done they've I'm like their level, their sort of, you know, entry level <laughs> person. So I can only just afford them. But that box is a good is a good deal. Yeah. Well, we've yeah, we I think there's been I think everyone has had highs, lows, mediums, and I think a positive is hopefully spending time with your family has been a definite plus for me and staying well. Staying healthy. healthy and helping people, and and we we have that issue going forward with our community, don't we? Are people still going to want to? So we've put everything online, but as we as lockdown eases and maybe we can meet, will everyone want to meet? Some people might yeah. feel like they just can't come out. Um, they still want to hide away, which is absolutely understandable. Yeah. I definitely think our virtual get-togethers and pub nights have been a really massive success. And actually, you're, yeah, you're right, sir. Do we keep this going, actually, as well as having a, a contact? I know our We Get It community have been super keen on having a We Get It festival or We Get It picnic with a We Get It pub, which is called the Two Meters. So there's lots of that. I point out that a festival is a long way off from a picnic. I know. But the, well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, crazy talk about everything, and we'll call it a festival. <laughs> there's lots of chat, there's lots of chat, but it's been nice to see faces via Zoom. Um, yeah, and just yeah, keep that contact, which has been I know it's helped lots of people, which I, yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's good just to have that constant, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so oh. I think we'll listen to a tune and we'll come back for our final instalment. Finale. Yeah. Radio. Radio made by Bath for Bath. You're listening to BA1 Radio. We're, We're back. back. That's just for you, Luke. Thank you. Uh, before we forget our manners, to our brilliant producer, Luke Nix, uh, who is probably the most tolerant man on the planet. He has to put up with a lot of my uh, technical inabilities. And he has put this together for us today. Uh, we're recording it on Zoom and then we send it to him and he hopefully can do something whizzy with it so that we can share it across our platforms as well as BA1 Radio. So thank you. Thank you so much. To both Luke's at BA1 Radio for their support in producing this podcast. And I'm going to say it in Welsh just as an extra special to Luke and Luke. Giocca and Val. Thank you. Amazing. Right. Okay. Laura wants to do this thing. Are you ready? So I want to try something new and we're going to see how long we can get it going for. Okay, ready? We're going to have to keep doing it. Well, we're going to just keep going with it and then okay. see what it goes. Okay, ready? We. <laughs> no, I say we and then you say get. Ready? That's great. Laura, you go first. Okay. We. Get. It. We. Get. It. We. Get. It. We. Get. Oh, I was going to see how fast we go. <laughs> you said your battery was going. That's one yeah, way is. to use right. up your battery. 
Listen, guys, we love you. I love Sarah. Thanks for joining us on podcast number three on the good, the bad, the ugly. Find us on www.wegetit.org.uk. Check out our social media, which is We Get It Together on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sarah's in charge and it's awesome. Follow us, like, and share. Join us on any of our virtual events. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you're well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay home. Just stay alert. Whatever you have to do, look after yourselves and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. BA1 Radio. Made by Bath for Bath. This is BA1 Radio.